Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. My goodness, the holidays can be a stressful time of year, and I'm only in charge of the cheese tray this Thanksgiving. But one thing we can take off your mind is that you don't have to sweat about a turkey shortage. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Erica Swatsky is a sixth-generation turkey producer in west-central Minnesota. They raise 14-pound birds that are primarily used for Thanksgiving demand. Erica is also the poultry representative and president of the Minnesota Board of Animal Health. She says despite some of the headwinds in the industry, don't worry about an empty turkey chest at the grocery store. Really, there should be no worry or concern for um, from consumers. I raise light hens that when they go to market, they'll be about 14 pounds. And so those actually are the turkeys that typically a consumer would buy for Thanksgiving. And we raise those turkeys year-round, 365 um, days a year. We know our schedule. We plan it out a year in advance. So we, you know, last year knew... Um, the number of turkeys that we were going to be raising, which which didn't change. And um, like I said, we've been raising, you know, turkeys every day. And so freezer inventory, you know, has been stocked all year um, around. And so if you want to buy a turkey on Thanksgiving, you'll, you'll be able to, to find one. The bottom line is there will be a turkey available for you. But what if you're looking for a particular size or label or style on your Thanksgiving turkey? Not only this year, but I think every year, it's always it's always a good idea to plan ahead, right? Especially if you're looking for um, something specific. So I always like when I, as a turkey farmer, get you know questions from people in our community. I always say, hey, call a grocery store and just ask what you know what are what are they going to have um, on hand for Thanksgiving, and tell them what you're looking for. So I think it's always a really good idea to plan ahead and call your grocery store and say, hey, this is what I want um, to purchase for a Thanksgiving turkey. You know, are, are you going to have that? Because I think most stores will have that, but, you know, I don't know the quantity that they'll have, um, I guess. So it's always a really good idea to just plan ahead and call your grocery store. Has there been any pressure on turkey supply due to avian influenza or supply chain issues? So really, you know, as as an industry, we have experienced, you know, some minor disruptions. Um, I think that's common in every industry that that you look at. You know, my husband and I are currently remodeling a house. And so to get supplies to do that, um, you know, you do experience some disruptions. But for us, when we look at how high pass, you know, interrupted our industry overall on a on a national perspective, it only affected about three percent of our population. So certainly for the families that that um, experience it, there's some loss there. But you know, kind of from a national perspective, three percent is pretty minor. What we haven't talked about yet is the price. Anyone that's been to the grocery store knows that prices are up. Is that the same for turkey? Uh- yeah, you know, turkey prices have um, have been up a little bit, but we certainly have seen that, you know, all across the board when you go to the grocery store. But it's pretty common for grocery stores to use turkey as a as a loss leader during the Thanksgiving time. So, you know, I, I, I still think it'll be common for consumers to find a good deal on, on turkey for Thanksgiving. Erica, do you want to elaborate more on what you mean by turkey being a loss leader in grocery stores? And 
Can you also lay out any other pressures on the price of turkey for 2022? You know, so when you look at the, I guess, the cost that, you know, raising a turkey, you know, if you're a crop farmer, you're experiencing higher prices for your corn and soybean, which is really, really good. But for a turkey farmer, that means that our feed cost is higher. So feed costs are a little bit higher this year. You know, fuel prices are are a little bit higher. So everything that comes to the farm or or leaves the farm, you know, that fuel cost is a little bit higher. And even for us, you know, propane is a little bit higher. So, I mean, for us in general, all of our input costs are a little bit higher, which is going to be passed down to the consumer. But, you know, when we talk about um, lost leaders in the grocery store, it's really common every year that grocery stores will mark the price of turkey, you know, down down a little bit from norm, from your other parts of the year so that people will come in and, and buy um, buy their turkey. And then the I think the thought process is, is you know, they'll buy their turkey there because it maybe is a little bit, um, it costs a little bit less, but then they're going to buy the rest of their Thanksgiving dinner ingredients at the grocery store as well. Thanks, Erica, for explaining that to us. I want to dive more into high path avian influenza. You are the president of the Minnesota Board of Animal Health. Minnesota is a leader in turkey production. I'm just curious what you're doing in your role to keep the avian flu at bay, and when is it going to go away? You know, that's the million-dollar question, isn't it? I wish I had, you know, like a a glass ball that I could say, oh, it's it's going to go away. But I don't think that you know anybody knows the knows the answer to that. That's that's pretty hard to to predict. And it's it's been a different virus this year. But at the Board of Animal Health, there's a lot of constant communication within the industry. It's important, you know, as we as we look at the the response at, um, activities that that everybody knows their job and everybody knows each other. There's um, consistent meetings and communication between everybody. There's a lot of information that is given out to growers who have both been infected and both have not. And that's been in conjunction with the University of Minnesota Poultry Extension and the Minnesota Turkey Growers Association. There's, there's a lot of good information that's passed out to, to growers the Minnesota Poultry Testing Lab, which is located in Wilmer, and, and Wilmer is really known as kind of the, the heart of turkey country in, in the state of Minnesota. They've been vital to our response efforts as well. And so so keeping, you know, constant communication and kind of an awareness of the poultry lab, even to our legislature, um, that this is a vital part of our um, our industry and, and we need this facility for testing. And we also do use the diagnostic lab um, at the University of Minnesota, and that's a really important part of our, our response as well. And so for me as president, being open to taking calls from growers and, and listening to what they're going through or their concerns, um, because all of that is, is important to hear what growers are going through and, and how can we um, you know, continue to improve ourselves as we move forward. Before we wrap up, Erica, I'm curious about what's been trending among consumers when it comes to turkey consumption. Is it a popular protein choice? Do you see expansion in the marketplace for turkey? You know, I can remember being like in elementary school and being in parades with my family. And um, our, our signs always said, 
you know, eat more turkey, low in, in cholesterol and high in protein. And so it really, um, I think for a lot of years, it's been known as a really, you know, nutritious um, and low-cost protein. Um, but one thing that we've noticed as, as an industry, uh, and I think particularly during COVID, is, you know, a lot of people started cooking more at home. And one thing that became um, fairly popular was smoking um, turkeys or cooking them on your barbecue or, or your grill. And so that's kind of a trend that has really picked up um, pretty recently. And, and actually, because of that, um, the National Turkey Federation has put on these events called Turkey Smoke. And so they um, kind of travel around the U.S. and have competitions on, you know, who can... Um, who can smoke or, or grill the, the best um, turkey. And so that's kind of, that's a, a newer trend that we're seeing. And um, we hope that people continue to support us and eat more turkey because there's a lot of, a lot of variety in, in products there to choose from. Well, there you have it. Maybe a smoked turkey is what you'll want to try this Thanksgiving. Regardless, you shouldn't have a problem securing a bird for the center of your table this season. And this is despite some of the challenges turkey producers have faced over the past year. Laid out for us by Erica Swatsky. She's a Minnesota turkey producer who also serves as president of the Minnesota Board of Animal Health. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.